All right, welcome to another episode of the Streaking Lawn Podcast. My name is Pierce, and Caroline is with me again this evening. Caroline, hello. Hello, what's going on? Hey. 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 Switch things up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Never mess with tradition. Uh, We've got Paul back, returning triumphantly to the podcast. Paul, greetings and salutations. How are you? Thank you. Paul's back. Miserable without you. We had to listen to Will Campbell. Oh wow. Just My deepest Yeah, but we got so much. He'll never to hear talk this. About. He won't listen to it. He so. <laughs> doesn't listen. No, no way. Um, but yeah, plenty to talk about. We we've got uh, coming off a of bye week, football, and certainly uh, some basketball uh, results, and uh, a lot of other sports that we're trying to win national championships in. But we'll get to all those momentarily. Why don't we discuss the UVA football team and their upcoming game? against Liberty this weekend, which annoyingly is at the same time as the basketball game against UMass. So you can find me at a bar with many televisions, I guess, will be how I approach that. But uh, Liberty is is not to be taken too lightly. The Who's beat them uh, what, by 21 last season, um, but they are a pretty decent team, six and four um, this year. Caroline, what, what do you think – the, the who's are going into this what what mentality are, are they, they i mean, know they talk the talk about not overlooking liberty that makes sense right this isn't a this yeah. is no slouch of a team but also there's a pretty big game next week <laughs> <laughs> the one thing i did appreciate from especially i think bryce perkins was on that said it that made me feel a little bit more comfortable about the look we're not going to look past liberty was he literally said we almost lost to odu like we're not looking by anybody <laughs> yeah. i was like i appreciate the honesty and for addressing that this was <laughs> clearly an issue that you guys right. took seriously on the uh, one hand and thanks for not looking that. ahead. On the other hand, <laughs> no thank you for almost listening to ODU. Yeah. Uh, it's been a really interesting vibe just over the past couple of weeks. Like if you're, if you're following it all on the website, the fan poll stuff, the confidence in the team actually dropped during the bye week, which <laughs> <laughs> is kind of devastating. I think that goes. <laughs> Sorry, hold on. I didn't have to process that. <laughs> it's so Virginia, right? Like yeah. we're, they were in the not, like low 90s heading into the Georgia. This was not even after the Georgia, like after the Georgia Tech game, it was in the 90s. Like, mm-hmm. and then after the bye week, it f- fell like four or five points. Um, and I think part of that is how Tech is playing right now and knowing that Virginia is struggling. It's really tough to look at this because Virginia is still coming off of a win. They're seven and three in control of the division, can control their, with all this stuff, and, and facing a foe that realistically they should beat by a couple scores fingers mm-hmm. crossed like world you know everything goes right so it's interesting and i am definitely this year in that same boat where it's just like it's hard not to think about next week it's hard not to compare the two teams as they're playing right now even though virginia's offense has been the best it's been you know the past couple weeks has shown that this is what we thought this offense could be with guys like bryce perkins and uh, joe reed and dubois and jan has been so great um and so it's interesting, the big question is still going to remain, what is this defensive secondary going to look like mm-hmm. now that there's been two weeks for some of these young guys to practice and be the number one person, like that they're going to start, they know they're going to start. 
um, losing six defensive backs for the season, it's not like they could be like, let's get healthy because they were out for the season. <laughs> like I offered Bryce my ankle. I don't think they can do that yet with mm-hmm. Matt with magic medicine. We don't um, have the technology. Yeah. And so th- the problem is. It, also, the they're better around. ankles out there, Caroline. You run all these races. <laughs> your, your ankle. The knees are cracking. The ankles are fine. Um, but you look at it and it's, it's just that part's so frustrating because, again, we've talked about this, you know, to the end of the earth like a position that was the one of the strongest coming into the season and now is the mm-hmm. one that has all the question marks and what is going to happen against so-and-so or this team or that team so it part of me is like this is a good test because really this game doesn't mean much outside of potentially setting Virginia up for a better bowl obviously it would suck to lose but you don't lose any ground in the coastal you don't so I, I think it's a good opportunity for these young defensive backs to try some things and see where they stand against a guy in buckshot Calvert, the most quarterback name in the history. Like that's something that they make into like a Friday night lights TV show Uh is the opposing quarterback's name is buckshot Calvert Um, to have a chance to get tested by Liberty. And maybe you try and run more of your blitz schemes to see if like how much of a problem that causes for the secondary. It's just the secondary being like how it has been has just made such a trickle down effect on the whole defense. So that's what I'm going to be watching this week. All right, Paul, what, uh, how, how confident do you think the, uh, who should be about this game? So I, I agree with Caroline. It's a game that means virtually nothing. If you win, it's a game that means a lot. If you lose, Mm -hmm. like, I I, like, yes, I recognize you're not losing any ground in, in the division, but the the psychological effect the effect oh yeah 100 like, <laughs> yes definitely it's, it would be yeah they're the, liberty is no longer fcs but they're not they shouldn't shouldn't be able to stay in the same league with uh-huh. with virginia now <laughs> thankfully uh-huh. you know three three or four years ago like yeah that's probably a coin toss um I, I virginia should not lose this game there is more talent there is more depth even with the injuries, the guys that will sure. be rolling out from the Virginia sideline are guys that, you know, maybe they had a Liberty offer that they moved past really quickly. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's, it, it's a program on the rise. Um, I, I, I am worried. What I am worried about is that Liberty understands that they have nothing to lose and everything to gain. That if, right. if they come into this game and beat Virginia, all of a sudden that's another in-state, recruiting battle that Virginia is going to have to start to win. Um, so I, I would expect Liberty to get, pull out all of the stops, uh, any trick plays that Hugh Freeze has up his sleeve or hospital bed or whatever he's on. Is that um, is a trick play when you pay for the strippers on the on your personal credit card or when you pay for it on the athletic department's credit card? Uh, it's when you Venmo them from your athletic department's oh, okay. phone. And I'm sure Hugh Free is well-versed in both of those routes. Right. I didn't know which one's the trick. Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't even remember where I was going now. Oh, yeah, so their <laughs> offense, like, it's a Hugh Freeze offense, so it's pretty good. Um, it's only looked really good against really bad teams. Um, they've scored 60 points three times this season. The teams they've done that on are Hampton and UMass, and they scored 59 against Maine. So against the two FCS opponents on their schedule, they've scored 59 and 62 points, and then scored 63 on UMass, who should be FCS. So this is, you know, it's a team that has done well against the lower end of its schedule. It's struggled with the higher end of its schedule, but gave BYU a run for their money last week, only losing by seven. Um, So it it is a, a game that I am not at all comfortable 
about because of the enormous downside and zero upside that's that's mm -hmm. out there for Virginia. Um, but at the same time, it's you know you, you play this game on paper, Virginia wins ninety nine times out of a hundred. Right. Um, but we got to play it on the field. So. Right. I think. I mean the the maybe we're giving them a little too much credit or worrying a little too much, but it's because it's the smart thing to do is to, to note that, that nothing is, is certain. And we've seen, like Bryce said, we've seen this team struggle against a, a overmatched uh, in-state opponent already. Uh, to be fair, this Liberty team lost to Rutgers last month. Uh, you know, Rutgers is one of the worst Power bad. five teams, if not easily the worst power five team in the country. Might you just put power five in quotes. <laughs> yeah, it, well, you know what I mean. Like, it, like it's yeah, Rutgers. Yeah, like, they're, 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 <laughs> they're a power five, five right. team. <laughs> per, per the letter of the law, they're part Someone of the power five Someone told me they're in the Big Ten, which <laughs> seems ridiculous, but apparently it seems it's... like a bad idea. I don't know. I mean, it'll be um, interesting, I think, to to see that matchup of uh, Liberty being a team that wants to throw it all over the place and, and has an offense that has taken off in games uh, against a team that is licking their wounds uh, in the secondary. Um, I, I'll be curious to see who it is that does step up into the role. I think we all are for, for Virginia in the secondary. Who are these guys whose numbers we don't recognize who are going to run out there? And I believe someone's name is plays. Smith. Is that right? <laughs> right. He, he is. Yeah. You got, you'll love seeing a cornerback with a number 53, like Charles <laughs> right. Cypress. Right. That's, that'll go well. And no, and that's, I, here's the thing. I do think that the bye week was very well timed for a few reasons with it being there were people that needed to get – like Joe Reed was slightly dinged up. That's why he didn't do any kick returns against Georgia Tech. Like that's another one of those I've seen tweets about like something's got to give like yeah. for this week with their kick return. They, don't, they haven't allowed a kick return over 30 yards. Like Joe Reed doesn't know what they are under 50 yards, basically that sort of thing. Um, but it, it, that in, itse in itself was a good time. And also, if this coaching staff has shown that they can do one, not just one thing, but one of the things that they do really well is develop these players that may, aren't necessarily like the people that come in as the like, they're going to be five-star cornerbacks, like whatever. So this coaching staff, especially with the talent that they've developed in the secondary, having two weeks to work with these young players that I mean, did they look outstanding against Georgia Tech? No. Were they the worst ever people to step on a football field? No, absolutely not. So having that time, that's what I think is nice that, like, we could see some really good plays out of these young guys. And yeah, yeah, for sure. Playing before was because we were so deep and that, you know, they were first years. But there's been some time that I'm trying to – this. I'm trying so hard. You guys know me. I'm always yeah, for the optimist thing, like – and I'm really trying to like get excited because next week's podcast might just be me crying out of fear for like the entire hour. So <laughs> like, really trying this week, you guys. So, like, I think they could do fine. Yay. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. Like, like if, if the, we all the, think UVA is gonna win. Yeah, right. I, and and ideally, Brennan Armstrong plays the entire second half. We you know we end up yeah. seeing guys that have a few games to burn and still keep their red shirt. Like, yeah, get them, get them in in the second half, hopefully when we're up by 38. Um, but, I, you know, it's, this, this is also a team that doesn't – Virginia is a team that isn't necessarily built to blow people out of the water. Um, Are we talking about basketball already? <laughs> I mean, 
tempo possession <laughs> I pace. know right possession like yeah. young, <laughs> question marks on... with young guys yeah like <laughs> I, tell me tell me defense. which sport we're talking about yeah. yeah um so i i mean it's it's yeah i i would like to see the young guys get an opportunity to get out and play i think that's good for a lot of reasons both obvious for the long term but also for the short term god forbid something happens to perkins we've seen armstrong play well i'd still like him to have more snaps more on the field experience um that's that's never a bad thing for a quarterback to have and this is the kind of opponent that he should be able to get it um you know my my biggest worry is is if Antonio Gandy-Golden, their enormous six foot four, two hundred and twenty pound wide receiver, just goes nuts through this decimated backfield. Really, the only guy with the size to counter him is is Devontae Cross at, at six two and a little over two hundred pounds. Every, even though Virginia's been recruiting big defensive backs, nobody's that big. Um, that's that's like that's linebacker size. Um, that's huge. Is that allowed? So is that legal? Apparently, uh, let's put Charles Snowden at safety. I was just yeah, let's just put Hasee Dubois back there. I mean, yeah. come on! Like, why are we not putting wide receivers in the in the secondary yet and just telling him to catch everything that comes towards him? Yeah, I, from from the little bit of of liberty that I have somehow stumbled across watching, there is sort of a, watched. There's sort of like a Billy McMullen kind of element to his game that he's not super fast he's not like a you know julio jones because if he was six foot four 220 and ran a four flat 40 he'd be at alabama so he's not a burner but he's big and he knows how to use his body to to contest balls and yeah i I, that's that is my single biggest worry is that the the calvert to gandy golden connection gets hot and it's you know no they don't need to have long sustained drives because they're getting 40 50 60 yard touchdowns yeah i think one thing that maybe the bye week helps with not just um, not that they're getting guys back in the secondary, but like you were saying, Darns, the ability to, you know, install some coaching and game planning for the personnel you have. And what you really saw bite them against Georgia tech was they didn't get a single sack, uh, you know, two tackles yeah. for loss for the, you know, the UVA defense and, and no sacks is not their game plan. It's not yeah. their MO. And Georgia Tech took advantage of of that lack of pressure. Some of that probably that they're not calling as many blitzes because they know that they can't leave, you know, the corners and single coverage as easily right. as you can with Bryce Hall. But you have to be who you are to be successful. Yeah. Is this I mean, a Disney movie? I think I've seen this one. <laughs> yeah, it's like a Disney movie and also what they teach at Darden. You know, <laughs> like it's a universal yeah. lesson. Like yeah. know yourself, know your role and, and play to your strengths. And for this defense, it's clearly – uh, cause the ruckus <laughs> yeah. in the back. I feel like we didn't hear enough of like I, I barely remember hearing Snowden's name last week. Stuff like that where those guys that had been so disruptive and hand back and yeah. and these guys and they they were close to a couple and like over pursued or like oh my god like Joey Blunt had a pretty good game like there's still but I agree yeah I want to see I'm curious to see how it all plays out. And it's important for next week's game, which we don't want to preview too much, obviously, this this podcast, but they're going to have to play better than they did um, against Georgia Tech, and it's the same deal. If you can get a game of live practicing that, how are we going to work to get back to our destructive uh, pass rush uh, against a, a team that wants to throw the ball? 
I mean, that's how you beat Virginia Tech, right? So yeah, I want to barf. It's something that, that, that hopefully <laughs> that they'll do successfully. Regardless. What do you think is a better out? I mean, obviously, like they always want Virginia Tech to lose because they're playing Pitt. Um, do you think that game has any impact, or are they just so comfortable with their dominance over Virginia that doesn't really matter what happens against Pitt the week before? Do I think that their game against Pitt will those res- will that result impact their performance against Virginia Tech or against UVA? No, I don't. I don't think so. I think I mean you got to root for Pitt because it hurts the Hokies' odds of winning the coastal yeah because to throw it out for the listeners who aren't haven't kept kept up with it there's only technically miami's still alive yeah they've got to get a whole bunch of tiebreakers to break their way yeah so basically though it's a three 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 horse race between virginia virginia tech and pitt if uh pitt beats virginia tech this weekend and then virginia loses to virginia tech then pitt gets the ACC Coastal <laughs> should I think yeah I, I haven't checked that which feels which feels very similar to how Pitt won it last, last year, year. There was, it yeah. was like you know by if if Virginia had won I don't even remember yeah it, if, so yeah. basically when Virginia lost to Pitt last year in that game like the you know, two right. weeks That's before right. the season ended that would basically decided the Coastal because of the fact that they would have had the tiebreaker over Virginia, regardless of what happened against, unless they beat Virginia Tech or whatever it was, I think. But yeah, so I think that's just interesting. Like, I don't think, I'm with you, Pierce. I don't think it has any huge impact on, like, they're not going to I mean, short of in, something like Hendon Hooker getting hurt. Like, right. right, they're, right, not right gonna in, they're not going to come in hotter to Charlottesville because they lost a pit. Yeah, like, or, you know, or have more of a chip on yeah. their shoulder. shoulder. Yeah, yeah. Not, not at all. I agree. But, I was just curious. We I all mean, thought. obviously, go Panthers, though. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> uh, let's go Kenny Pickett. You've always Ooh. been my dude. <laughs> I can't believe they've had a quarterback named Pickett and a kicker named Blewett. I know. Like, this is, they need to recruit yeah. names better. That's, That's not... real tough stuff. That's Let's tough go... stuff. Well, can we talk a little bit about some other ACC football action? Yeah. Uh, I just have some things to say. I've been saying, <laughs> I've been saying all year that uh, Quentin, what's his face at Duke, is terrible. Quentin Harris. Yeah, and he is terrible. <laughs> can, 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 we, can we just all be on the same page that he is really not good now? Because <laughs> I think boy, it's oh, legitimately boy, that has Duke fallen off since they beat the crap out of. Uh, that's the game. Yeah. That's the game that had such a huge impact on the whole division, the ACC, whatever you mm. want to decide. Because literally, there calling it like apparently at tech they're calling it like before duke and after duke like this whole thing like that was the you know come oh, I to mean, yeah the teams have gone in completely opposite yeah. directions um, and i'm curious how like what you know the, the games that tech played following that with you know the way carolina played in that six overtime mm-hmm. game like what a huge result that was like what does that change about the season and mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just in general like now you know you've got georgia tech and and NC State <laughs> playing tonight as we record, <laughs> which oh my gosh, talk right. about a that should be a coastal game. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know how it's. I keep wanting to call it a coastal game, but yeah. it's like if you tried to make up the most like go ACC twenty nineteen football game, that might be it because State has to win to turn next week's game against Carolina into what. Um, Lauren Brownlow has been calling the bowl bowl. Right, right. <laughs> because they'll both have five they would wins. Both be five and six. Game. Yeah. 
which my goodness what a terrible showing for state this year they've been awful well yeah i mean states four and six north carolina's four and six and duke is four and six i mean it's 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 a struggle and uh, appalachian state is ranked yeah exactly (laughs) um I mean, it, it, I, I don't know any hardcore Duke football fans, so I haven't there asked anyone. Any. But you get obliterated by Virginia, lose that heartbreaking multi-overtime, or, or maybe was it just one OT against uh, UNC, but the, you know, with the, the failed pop pass against your rivals. Oh, they didn't get to OT because of oh, the failed oh, pop pass. Sorry, they yeah. would have won that game. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. And then you get obliterated by Notre Dame and then lose 49-6 to six to Syracuse. I'm, uh, That's home, the most surprising you know, to like me. The, the, I'm surprised Syracuse could score 49 points this season. Like, they, yeah. 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 Talk about another, remember when they were ranked preseason? <laughs> oh, we all Sorry. thought that they were the you know not going to challenge Clemson, but if you had to pick someone in the Atlantic, yeah. that was everyone's chatter. But uh, yeah, but, when I said yeah. Syracuse, I meant Wake Forest. Right. It's, it, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's the accent. <laughs> you didn't. You misunderstood me. The first bit. <laughs> yeah, I said Wake Forest. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know, as the one of the three of us who correctly called uh, what UVA would be sitting at record-wise right, right now, I mean, it's okay to be wrong, um, you guys, about your uh, prognostications. Um, <laughs> but I got I, the Louisville game right. <laughs> I did say we were going to lose to Virginia Tech, so I will be very happy to be wrong next it. week. So. And don't I worry, can't. I'm wrong all the time, Caroline. I mean, not about losing to Virginia. <laughs> not about this, though, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, let's I, talk about basketball. I'm re- oh, yeah, let's talk about basketball, because <laughs> I'm really, like, just, I would like to not experience it. And I'm going to the game. I oh, don't know why. Yeah. I'm full of regret for this decision. Yeah, yeah. all right. Already. We'll, we'll and get I into bad. that next week. Um, the can't basketball wait. team is, is 4-0, um, and after holding... Uh, their first two opponents to 34 points. They beat Columbia pretty easily, 60 to 42, but then had a, a, a stressful, exciting, fun <laughs> game, you know, against a great Vermont team, a, a Vermont team that should win their conference that features a, a literal all-American caliber um, type player in Lamb. And he dropped 30 on the Who's. Yeah, the- he did. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it was a game that I th- the Who's were up six at the half, um, and then they let Vermont get back in it and actually take the lead a, a handful of times through the yeah. second half. Um, but then, you know, maybe two thirds of the way through that second half, I, I think it, while the score got as close as, as six points for the final, um, we we're all pretty, I would say, comfortable knowing that Virginia seemed to be in control as the game was heading into its final, um, you know, four or eight minutes there. So uh, a good showing uh, by Virginia in general because they were facing a guy who was just doing the whole, I'm going to go seven for 14 from three on some contested three unreal, unreal. You know, so I don't think Second anyone now. was upset uh, with the result, uh, mainly because, uh, like we've been saying over and over, it's a stress-free, uh, a carefree, celebratory season where we're just. I tell you what, to see, there's still plenty to be to be concerned about, and I mean, the biggest thing is obviously outside shooting. But yeah, uh, we gotta give Vermont credit um, uh, because they came in and. Uh, Anthony Lamb went off like like we said he would and like our preview article said he would he was going to be the best player on the court you might be able to give that to Mamadi but it's probably 1A and 1B between the two of them 
Yeah, for sure. Mamadi played and great. He hit one C. No, and I, that doesn't take <laughs> away kidding, from. I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. He playing great. Key no, I'm played kidding. great. Um, Huff had some moments, but uh, yeah, if if I'm picking teams, I'm sorry, <laughs> Kihei, I'm gonna take Lamb. If if, if Mamadi's picked, then it's my pick. I'm taking Lamb. <laughs> yeah, same same. <laughs> so, you know, it's, no, it's I think been a it's good just. Yeah, it's just like um, that was such a fun game, and legit, I've tweeted about this, but like I actually mean it. Like, I want Virginia to win every game, duh. But it's the difference in like just the feeling of being at some of these. Just me personally watching these games, the stress level is so much healthier for your girl. <laughs> like, just and the first half was this weird rock fight. You know, like twenty-four to eighteen, I think was the halftime score. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once Lamb started getting hot and they started hitting threes, I think they hit like 12 threes or something. Total like, for the game, yeah. Yeah, for the game. And, and Lamb, and they did a great job against Lamb in the first half. He had two points up until the last four seconds of the second mm-hmm. of the first half, like where he had a three right before the buzzer. Um, and he was, you know, two for seven or something like that. Like they did a really nice job containing him. They used it's six turnovers. You know, yeah, they used Mamadi and Key off and on on him, and I thought they did a great job. He just turned into Carson Edwards at halftime, and came out and was hitting shots from like you know four or yeah. five feet beyond the is arc, that, and and that's whatever's going to happen. Like, is that sorry. a comparison we can retire though? Because my Twitter just blew up with 18 different people saying, well, this is Carson Edwards. I mean, it was <laughs> like, reminiscent it's, uh, at Yeah, times. yeah, of course. But, like, that, that's, yeah, when that's you retired, it's happen, been like you know? six games ago. <laughs> no, and I mean, here's what I mean. Not that it's overused. It, it is inherently overused already because it – that like the Carson Edwards explosion, like nothing will ever come nothing to comes it. close to that like <laughs> that's yeah. fair okay that, I see what you're saying. that yeah. is on an actual level of of outs you know literal awesome <laughs> awe-inspiring when he hit when he hit number seven I mean to be fair he was only 12 points behind where Edwards was in right, right. overtime like yeah, yeah and they they shut him down the last five his he made three free throws on a bullshit um <laughs> uh foul called on key uh, and he didn't score again for the final 525 of the game. He didn't have a, a field goal for the last like eight minutes of the game. So they really did figure it out. They, you know, Diakite did a really nice job on him. And, and once they figured out, there were a couple of times where like he went below a screen and you're like, you can't do that against this guy. He will get too open. Mm-hmm. But the, the nice thing about that second half performance from Virginia was they had to score and they did. And they found a way to get, you know, th- do I think Mamadi will stay shooting 100% from three? Probably not. Yes. But that's, <laughs> but his stroke is gorgeous. And it's really nice <laughs> to see that, you know, he's talked about working on that in the off season and seeing him succeed, like just adding that to his game is no longer just kind of a thing where, oh, he thinks he can make it or he's made a few times in practice. <laughs> it's legitimately a, a yeah. you have to defend this part of his game. And he's, he is just destroying right he's averaging 15.8 points and 8.3 rebounds a game like holy shit dude that's great and then you throw in you know there's four four players averaging double digits for virginia right now and i don't think anyone really expected that yes we have to see more out of casey who i think is gonna figure it out i really do i have faith (laughs) at what point when you say you know it's a common 
they're getting good looks, right? The offense. Yeah. yeah. At yeah. one point, how many of those good looks do they have to miss in a row before it becomes okay? These guys can't hit good looks. <laughs> like they, well, so these I, guys just can't shoot. <laughs> I don't know if anyone else follows Tomas on Instagram, but uh, mm-hmm. he added to his story in the last day um, that said, like, basically, some, the first one said in English and then in Italian, like you know that basically that he could hear the haters and show zoomed in on the like shooting buddy thing that keeps track of your percentage and he shot like 300 and some three pointers and made 74 percent of them not in the game and then he posted the next day like yeah. this morning and said like you know man i really gotta like figure, i forget what it was but something similar and he shot 77 percent he shot like 309 of them or something like that listen in an open gym <laughs> i can shoot maybe 10 percent from three <laughs> right but if i'm I were saying, playing like, <laughs> in, in collegiate basketball i would shoot zero percent from three so. also true yeah. I, I mean they are getting like you said they're getting open looks i'm not quite yet i'm a little the only thing i'm really over at this point are like people that are now I feel like everyone has to find someone that they have to question. So like this time it's, I've seen a lot of it for Cody where it's like, like, I don't know. Bennett says, you know, you just clearly trust him because he's starting him, but I don't know. Like this guy just doesn't seem like the dude. And I'm like, at what Mm. point in year 11 after the national championship, after the whole Kihei Clark debacle last year, are we going to just stop questioning whether or not Tony Bennett is putting the right players on the court? Like, I just, I'm just curious at that point, like when are yeah. we going to stop doing this? That's funny that you're seeing a lot of that. I mean, I know you follow everyone on Twitter and <laughs> literally every person as soon as they not. log out. <laughs> so um, I, I don't, I don't see as much as the negativity cause I don't read the comments and don't read, you know? And so because Pierce listens to us. <laughs> right. I take Paul's <laughs> advice and Will's advice. Um, I know. So what I've seen just among like friends and and you know, coworkers, whoever else is is like uh, the opposite. It's like everybody picking new faces to really cape for, you know. Every and like yeah, everybody, and there's like definitely plenty but, of that. Yeah, but yeah. there's a lot of it's been for Statman. Um, that it's like, oh, That's this good. guy's been a little surprising. Um, you know that dunk uh, yeah that his, he's longer than everyone thinks like look i get I mean, it he looks, looks he slow. looks the same size as <laughs> well, in, the, in the metric it's hard to convert <laughs> <laughs> when yeah. he shoots it does the ball like rotate yeah the goes the other oh, way. i think it was week one my dad was like he's still getting used to shooting upside down um, <laughs> and i'm sure dad's all over the country uh made that, made that joke it's whatever some, some of our dads joke. on the block That's a good joke right there yeah. Um, <laughs> Wait. Actual question: Was he hurt for the Vermont he was game? Sick. Oh. Oh God. Did he hang out with who? Who was it? Had mono. Oh, the Jack uh, had mono. The Sam Darnold had mono. <laughs> Mike uh, Toby had mono. That's who it is. Uh, yeah. Cody. Cody <laughs> finished a like a unfinished Mike Toby Zenberger, and now we'll both be great. <laughs> it was like one on display. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't, he wasn't there, which was the weirdest part of it. So, like, I guess they were, what, he probably has the flu. There's the crud going around Charlottesville. I had it. I know Pierce said he had it for a little you bit. gave like, it to Cody. No, I did, <laughs> I did. I touched a ball the other day before the game to, like, put it back into, like, pregame. Um, so, yeah, it is it's my fault. All off the CDC. Fault. We figured it out. Someone tell Tony Bennett. 
Keep Carolina away from the players and equipment. No <laughs> typhoid on press row. Yeah. Threw it back. Anyway, yeah, Paulie, yeah. we haven't had you on uh, to talk basketball, so I'm curious, have the, the first few games been, uh, you know, things you were expecting preseason or has anything surprised you? Or... Yeah, I mean, I think the, out, the lack of outside shooting is both not entirely surprising, but it is also a little bit disappointing. If that makes that it's sure. okay, yeah, the thing we thought could potentially hold this team back is coming to fruition. Um, the other point, Carolyn, yeah, there's the, the four players scoring are averaging double figures. Okay, but the, like that's basically all of the team's points. I would mm-hmm. rather have two or three guys in double figures and then four or five guys at like eight or nine a game that you mm-hmm. can. We didn't have that last year. I, well, I know. <laughs> that's, I mean, well, I see Paul last, that wants to score 80 points a game. Yeah, apparently. last year was a bit <laughs> yes, of a disappointment. Yes, I'm sorry. Are we getting into my basketball aesthetic preferences? Because <laughs> Look, I love Virginia's success and it is not how I would prefer to see basketball played. Fine. Oh, it's coming out now. Bring it. I don't care. Cases. Wow. Turn off his mic. No, I get what you're saying. I I do think when the next person, like, you have, I think it was either Kersey or Kafaro that, like, technically has more points per game than Casey Morsell right now. Like, that's not ideal. But I also, again, like, fingers crossed, I don't think it's going to (laughs) last. Uh, well, it definitely won't last. It's not, I think, but yeah, no, I, I get that things will shake out as the season yeah. goes on, as, as Scafaro gets healthy again and adds to the, the front court depth. At, look, Casey is a, he is a scorer. He's not a great outside shooter. I would expect him to shoot something like 30 to 35% from three over his career, but getting to there would still be a major improvement in Virginia's outside shooting right now. Yeah, um, absolutely. I fully expect Tomas to get to that point that he's probably a 40 plus percent three-point shooter but dealing with an off-season hand injury it's it's kind of similar to what we saw last year with with Kihei that he was shooting okay to start the year had the hand injury and then it took him a while to get it get his stroke back and it's been vastly improved this year yeah it has a combination of um obviously added strength that that he is not having to sort of wind up as the much to, pass from the chest yeah, throw it yeah he, i mean he was doing a soccer throw in last year basically to shoot threes and it looks like an actual basketball shot this year and it's working pretty well um so I mean, and he's doing it not just when he's wide freaking open it's right like right he's coming shooting, off of a you know, screen exactly like, yeah. exactly so you know if there's one thing that, that tony bennett and kirk penny know how to teach a guy to do it's to shoot better um so mm-hmm. i i am it is a concern that it is as marked a concern as it is, but I also <laughs> think it's fixable and mm-hmm. I'm okay with it. You know, they're still 4-0. The good news too is his defense has been so good that it's not going to limit his time on the court to fix it. talking about it. Casey at this Casey, point? Yeah. yeah. So like yeah. – Honestly, Tomas has done – so this is probably the best group of first-year, like, new pack line players. Like, this defense is good. Yeah. Really good. And Tomas is such a good rebounder. He's so – Yeah. Like, I didn't think that was going to be – Yeah. It's, and he'll, he'll sell out for one, too. There were a couple where I was like, oh, there's no chance he's going to get that. And, he, and they're getting him. So, there's, there's Casey being as good as he has been this early with the defense. And Tony Benson after the last game, he was like, look, I recruited him because first and foremost, he's a good, like good person. I mean, wouldn't be happy to have him at our, at our program. Uh But then he's like, and this is a guy that can come out and defend. He can get buckets, but he's going to defend and that's, what's going to keep him on the court. So unlike 
where people were clamoring for more Jay last year to get that offensive push. We all knew that Jay was getting beat on all sorts of stuff defensively, so he didn't get a chance really to like really get into that rhythm. So I'm hoping that that allows Casey more freedom and comfortability on the offense because he's clearly ready to contribute day one on defense. And Jay has been fantastic, by the way. He's He had a rough game against Vermont, but not rough. He still was <laughs> fine. But Other than that, fantastic. Other than that, he's – I mean, so like, the big men have been great. Like, yeah. no, Jay, Kihei. Yeah, if you can, if you can legitimately Kihei. play Jay and Mamadi at the same time, that's going to cause so many matchup problems for some. Yeah. If, if both of them can continue outside shooting at the clip Mamadi has shown this year and at the clip Jay has shown at times this year and going back to last year – that's you're you can't put two stretch fours on the court at the no. same time to defend them for most teams no you know you duke can probably if duke decides to play defense which they won't they could probably <laughs> defend that carolina could probably defend that but Ooh, there's not see, too I many teams yeah even like that's what you know they've said um packer and durham said was you know if they had to point out a problem for louisville early it's you know versatile big men and i my eyes were like Ooh. <laughs> because i mean that's what virginia has right now not just with mamadi adding the the long shot and the stroke is so beautiful like it just looks so his fate is long twos his back and he can turn and face up and it's just so beautiful. confident yeah yeah and that's it's so good to see but then also you add in jay has really worked on that post play so he'll go back yeah. to the basket now and he's he'll say he's not as comfortable with his left hand with some of those hooks but like that right hand hook shot is gorgeous He's following. I just, I'm having some of the, a little bit of the Toby watching some of the game. I'm like, go for everything harder. I feel like it's, I still feel like he's a baby giraffe sometimes out there. Um, like if you run into him, he falls and then there's just legs and arms <laughs> everywhere. And it's just like, oh no, Jay, are you okay? Um, but yeah, I think, I don't know that I think this team is maybe number seven nationally, but I also, if you, put my feet to the fire i don't know if i could find you six other teams or seven teams or whomever number 10 teams that i think is have played better or have a better ceiling or performance or numbers so maybe they are top 10 i don't yeah. know yeah no, i think that looking around at the other ranked teams there there's no reason not to have uh uva and your top eight really yeah i'll tell you what point, if there's so. if there's a year to do what's happening this year with the like rebuild and the young guys getting used to things like this is the year to do it it's a perfect storm i think for virginia fans because this season is going to be a little bit nuts i think just already you've seen evansville upset kentucky you've seen duke struggle with teams you've seen you know teams fall behind the team. I mean, Elon was beating Carolina at the half yesterday right. and Louisville was down late to whomever else. And so this is the upstate. year where there's, yeah, yeah, upstate. So, and Utah Valley was leading Kentucky again at home for, yeah. so anyway, I think it'll be fun. Well, uh, we'll see uh, you know, as the fun continues in, in this random uh, Connecticut uh casino tournament that they're playing in yeah. um umass umass on saturday at, uh, at noon i uh, certainly before we close up we want to talk about um some sports that are are competing for more national titles uh, for the virginia sports program we've got the field hockey team uh in the final four after their overtime victory they play princeton what's that game caroline uh, that game is tomorrow, uh, so it's Friday, Friday, and it's a, I think it's a 345. It's a midday right. game. 
Um, yeah, beat Maryland in the semis, which is or in the quarters, good. which is awesome. Um, and yeah, well, they'll face Princeton, which is a team that's knocked them out of the tournament the last three years. Um, but the big thing also is going to be the other side of it. Three of the four final four teams are ACC teams with Boston College playing North Carolina on the other side of the bracket. So, And you would say UNC is probably the favorite of these four? I got to, yeah, I got to say UNC. They're uh, pretty, pretty good. They won the ACC tournament. Um, I watched them play Virginia here in Charlottesville a few weeks ago, and they're pretty, pretty good, so. All right, and the uh, the women's soccer team also plays uh, Friday. They play Friday night uh, in the second round of the NCAA tournament. Uh, they're hosting Washington State. I believe it's here at Clockner. So head over uh, to Clockner if you want to catch that action. They look good. Uh, they they beat Radford pretty uh, easily, three uh, zero in the first round there. So. Uh, yeah, it could have been way worse for yeah, Bradford, yeah. too. <laughs> definitely. Um, they They're did definitely with didn't their backup keeper. Yeah, she didn't get tested much in that first game. Uh, so, right. curious to see what Washington State brings to the table. And uh, the men uh, kick things off after their ACC title in a pretty thrilling three-one uh, victory over a really good Clemson team. Uh, it was it was a pretty bonkers last ten minutes or so of, <laughs> of a game that was sort was of boring so awesome. up into <laughs> yeah. that really physical game. A lot of fouls and a lot of uncalled fouls and a lot of just a, a, a testy physical. Uh, <laughs> uh, the good news for the Who's uh, being the number one overall seed and Clemson is the number two. Uh, they are on complete opposite ends of the bracket. Yeah, buddy. Uh, nationally, so they they won't have to face them unless they see them in the championship. Uh, the other good news along those lines, the Hokies are on the other side of the bracket. and They're, they're pretty solid squad. Stanford, who uh, is the number seven seed, but always a threat, uh, is, is on the other side of the bracket. Um, and really, you're just looking at, like, you know, Wake Forest being the other one seed. Um, or perhaps Indiana, uh, who's, uh, I think, the two-seed in Wake's region. I'll tell you, the one thing that really does bug me about Virginia's otherwise amazing draw in this soccer tournament <laughs> is that James Madison is their potential opponent yeah, on Sunday. in the second round. Yeah, yeah se- quote-unquote so, second round. They get to buy the first round. At but. the time that we're recording this, uh, JMU is playing Campbell in, in the, the first round, uh, so to speak, of, of this tournament. If they win, they're going to play – uh, Virginia, uh, you know, at home, it, which is a rematch of a game yeah. uh, that, you know, could have gone either team's way earlier this season. UBA won that game 1 0 in Charlottesville. On the craziest Denasiano shot. That, remember oh, yeah, that yeah, one yeah. from like way outside the box that he ripped to the corner? That was, and that was, was a team that was number eight. Like JMU was number 18 at the time. Like, right. So there's a chance that Virginia's playing a top 20 team in the tech, second round, right. whatever you want to call it. That's. Virginia's defense, stop me if you've heard this before, Virginia's defense <laughs> is the best in the country. <laughs> they have the most shutouts in the country. They have the lowest goals against average. They have one of the best goalkeepers in the first team, all ACC, Colin Shuttler. Like, so this is, and they have these guys that can score. Joe Bell is going to be back after his quick stint with the uh, New Zealand national team, which is unbelievably cool for him. Yeah, that's such um, a cool thing. You have, like, for a college player to get called up to a national team. <laughs> it's awesome like, i'm so excited hold on, guys i gotta go play for my yeah. country and i'm gonna come back and try and win a national <laughs> yeah title. and it's really cool that he one gets called up and two has the opportunity to do it and that three you know everybody on that team was super supportive of him being able to do that and then on top of all that they still win the acc tournament which is great um and he comes back and so you get this little extra boost of the 
all ACC midfielder of the year coming back to play for yeah. you. So this is a good, this is a really good solid team and it'll be fun to watch, um, watch them play this postseason. Yeah. And so that game, whether it be against Madison or Campbell is uh, Sunday at one uh, at Clockner as well. So uh, pretty exciting time to have i mean you know the country's best collegiate soccer is here in charleston yep. so hope y'all are uh, taking advantage of it hope the, the weather holds up this weekend oh, and we'll uh, uh we'll make i'm putting together a viewing guide for y'all for this weekend to keep track of <laughs> when you can watch all of these things how you can watch uh, them and uh, there's a couple other that are doing things that won't get streamed on various acc networks like swimming and uh some stuff like that but if this all is... three of them win national titles then we'll have bingo for the <laughs> it's year, true. Which is, yeah you know the goal uh for the sure. year the year of the who continues <laughs> absolutely so uh stay tuned to the blog for uh some pre and post both basketball and football and and the footy soccer and the all the good sports for sure uh we'll be back next week to talk about the impending dread that we're all feeling for the Hokies game but maybe that's a good thing uh because last year we were optimistic yeah and that's what you get <laughs> <it> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> we learned our jerks. lesson what a bunch of jerks <laughs> we were <laughs> absolutely so uh tune in next week uh for to us bunch of jerks and until then i'm pierce for at the blog Go who's.